Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about biology says that men suck as dads. Hmm. Do you believe this? Let's get into why uh, there's a particular psychologist, who, a PhD, who wrote an article about this for Father's Day last month. And I want to dissect this article to see if some of these uh, traits really hold true and what we can do about them. If they do hold true, how do you overcome biology to be a great dad? So I am really thrilled to have you here today. And I hope you will join us on this show and tell your friends you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. So we're talking today about biology says men suck as dads. Now, women claim they can do everything just as good as a man does, but how about the other gender? Can men parent as well as women? That's what we're going to find out. All right, before we get into this topic, um, let's uh, examine where we went last week. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about asking her out. So learn how to ask her for a date like a man. Why planning the date spells confidence. Letting her earn future dates is important and why that might be so. So speaking about your car, your money, your power actually lessens the power, lessens your power with women. So I went over the reasons why that's not a good idea and what you should be doing instead. So this and much, much more happened in last week's show called Asking Her Out. If you missed last week's show, so easy to find. All you have to do is just go to Google. Um, type in the Men's Advocate Show. You can download my free mobile app and listen to this show as well as any and all of the archive shows. Uh, take us to the beach. Take us to the gym. Take us on that long drive to work, uh, to and from work. You know, you can pretty much, you know, with streaming these days, you can pretty much listen to me anywhere. If for some reason you haven't downloaded my free app, you can also listen to us on TuneIn and SoundCloud. All right, let's hop right into it, shall we? So today we are talking about biology says that men suck as dads. So let's see if this is true. So this particular Father's Day article was written by a PhD that was published in Forbes. And what they were doing is they were comparing data for spending patterns for Mother's Day versus Father's Day. Now, you guessed it, on average, Americans were found to spend at least $168 on Mother's Day compared to a relatively measly 120 for Father's Day. So that works out to be a 40% difference. Also, what do you think is the busiest day of the year for restaurants? Are you going to say Thanksgiving? Nope, that's not it. Are you going to say Christmas? Nope, that's not it. Are you going to say Easter? Nope, that is not it. The busiest day, of course, of the year for restaurants is Mother's Day. So we all have a mother. Some of us is questionable if we have a father or not. But for sure, guaranteed, we all have a mother. And that's one of the items that we're going to get into on today's program. So I understand that many men could easily be offended by this data. But I want to examine, is it true? Because I have studied gender differences for over 30 years. I usually go back thousands of years ago to do my research to see if the behavior has changed or the or gender differences really exist so it is my assertion that there certainly are gender differences and not much has changed over the millennia i think the reason why it hasn't changed all that much is due to biology our hormones and bodily functions account for most of our actions. Due to the infinite wisdom of Mother Nature, she didn't want to leave anything to chance, meaning that the human brain 
you know, if left on their own devices, it may not make good decisions. So instead, there is a mechanism in place for why we act the way we do. Mother Nature wants to ensure the survival of the species. And in order to do that, you have to have systems in place. You know, much like a space shuttle mission, you have to have lots of systems in place. You have to have checks and counter checks and rechecks and backup plans and maybe two and three and four backup plans to the backup plans. Well, Mother Nature has all those uh, plans and checks and balances in place because she doesn't want us to die out as a species. So that's why some of these uh, evaluations are true, and that's what we're going to look at today. So whether or not you like the research, the facts that dads come in second compared to moms at least makes a ton of evolutionary sense. So let's take a look at the evolutionary reasoning for fathers, for the father's second-rate status. So in most mammals like us, fertilization occurs internally, meaning inside the female whose body takes care of the fertilized zygote from early on. The fact that fertilization takes place inside the female makes for an interesting asymmetry in parenting right off the bat. In fact, there's a, there's a saying that captures that truth, mama's baby, papa's maybe, which summarizes this inequality, if you will. So women, for the most part, can rest assured that any babies they gave birth to were, in fact, their babies. Now, the exceptions are mistakenly being switched at birth and surrogacy where the mom is carrying someone else's egg. So, you know, that's an intentional thing. But those are the two exceptions that I can think of. So decades ago, the switching mistake might have occurred as rarely as one in every 1,000 transfers. Now, with technology and heightened awareness by the parents, that number is even more rare. Plus, you really, if you really don't believe that it's your baby, the next day, the next year, heck, even 10 years later, we can always resort to a DNA test because of technology to make absolutely darn sure that this really is your child. With regard to heightened awareness, um, you know, even when I gave birth, one of the things I told the father at the time uh, my husband, what was, you know, once the birth happens, you know, I might be sedated or I might be out of it or I might be at my wit's end, but you follow the nurse. Like wherever she goes, that's where you're going to go. Don't lose sight of what she's doing because usually what they do is they whisk the baby away and, and they check all the vital signs, make sure the baby is healthy, and then they're going to give the uh, baby a little bath and clean her him or her all up and so there's a lot of procedures that happen before that baby is reunited with the parents again so if you send the dad <laughs> to go with the nurse to watch all of that to make sure there's no switcheroo happening that's really probably the best way that you can have um, to ensure that this is really your kid probably nowadays what they do is they probably tag everybody right then and there uh, they tag both parents, and I think they put a bracelet tag on the baby, too, and that way all the numbers are matching up, and that's probably what they're doing now. All right. So now what is surrogacy? A surrogate mother is when a woman carries the biological child of another individual or couple. So in this process, the surrogate receives an artificial insemination to create pregnancy. The child is then carried to term and then given to the intended parents. So in return for doing so, the surrogate's health care costs are usually taken care of and a salary is also given as well. So between 2004 and 2008, it is believed that up to 5,000 children were born this way through a surrogacy agreement. It is believed that 35,000 children in total have been born with a surrogate mother. So the number of IVF births 
per year has more than doubled in total in the last decade. And the number of babies born to gestational surrogates grew a whopping 89% in just four years. Now, I think surrogacy has been on the uptick partially because of technology and partially because more and more parents seem to be infertile or, in the woman's case, incapable of delivering the baby to term. So a lot of these medical miracles, like sur- surrogacy, um, you know, are enjoying great uh, increases because of these two big factors. Now, let's get back to the men. So men have not been blessed that they are the biological father of the newborn child. Mother Nature actually has the child. Now, a really cool trick that Mother Nature does is that she actually has the child look like the dad so the dad will stay around and not bail. Isn't that an interesting thing? Because when you see a mirror image of yourself, uh, it gives you a reason to bond with the child and not immediately bail. Maybe you want to bail on the mom, but on the child, if, if he or she has your nose or your eyes or your chin or your funny-looking hair or whatever it is, uh, you know, it's, it will allow the dad to stick around a little bit longer than normal. Now, this phenomena, after one year, the genetic resemblance either stays or it can pass. So if it passes, then the child may no longer look with the dad. So I guess what Mother Nature was thinking is one year is a good period for you guys to stick around. Like, after that, you probably will bond emotionally with the child, and hopefully that will be the reason why you stick around. Um, But initially, since you don't know the person, you don't know the child, initially what's going to hook you is that one or more features of that newborn child look like your features, okay? So that's, that's why there is this little trick there. All right. So... We're going to get more into uh, men and how it relates to parenting and whether or not it's true if biology says men suck as being dads. Is that a true statement? Um, And if it is true, what can we do um, as a society and what can you guys do as dads to shorten that gap to where you're the best you can be given the circumstances, right? So call us on this topic. Let us know what being a dad has meant to you and how it affects you. You can call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We proudly rejoin our programming with the Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. 
on KMET 1490 AM Smart Talk. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, we are talking about biology. There was an article that was written by a PhD, and he seems to think that biology says men suck as dads. (laughs) So we're examining whether this is true or not, and if it's true, are there steps that we can take to make things better, to shorten that gap? All right. So, since it's possible for a woman to have intercourse with multiple multiple males during the fertile part of her cycle, it's highly possible that a woman could give birth to a baby that actually is not her husband's biological child. Now, <laughs> let me get into a little bit of legalese here. If you are married, uh, society and the courts presume that you are the biological dad and are financially responsible for that child, even though you may not be genetically related to the child, meaning that that child is not your DNA. So you have to be really careful with this law because, you know, way back when, when they wrote these laws, maybe 100 years ago or whenever it was, it was because society didn't want to take care of a bastard child. So there was written into law the presumption that the husband is the biological father. So when you guys are about to pop the question or for some of you smart guys who are writing a prenup, um, you know, you better check out uh, this topic and find out how to handle it. And probably the best way to handle it is after the birth of the child is for everybody to take a DNA test to make sure that you are the biological father so you don't get stuck for a child that's not yours. All right. Anyway, we're talking about biology says men suck as dads. You can join in on this topic, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. So... When this happened, when a child was born to a married couple where the real husband is not the biological child, it was given a nickname after the cuckoo bird because um, the reason why is because it lays lookalike eggs in the nests of other species and thus tricks members of the other bird species to care for their own young. Oh, my gosh. So the verb had emerged in our vernacular for a guy being duped into raising somebody else's offspring is a cuckold, um, just like this bird species that does. Um, As in, that guy was cuckolded and he had no clue. The kid, that kid is totally the pool boy son and not not the real husband, right? All right, so don't let that be you. Figure out how to solve this problem. All right, while estimates of how big of an issue this kind of thing is on a global scale vary across different research reports, all researchers who have studied rates of cuckoldry across human groups have found the rates to be significant, especially in cases where the male has even an ounce of suspicion that his partner may have cheated on him. So on this topic of cuckoldry, uh, men tend to score much lower than do women in terms of basic biological factors associated with parenting. So let's consider the following. Men have sperm cells, which unlike egg cells, provide zero nourishment to the developing offspring. No man has ever been pregnant. No man has ever birthed a child. No man has breastfed anyone. 
this one's a funny one because I, I read somewhere that with the proper hormones and with the proper inducement that men could actually breastfeed. Um, but the article is right. At, at, to date, I guess nobody's tested out that theory to see if it um, is possible in, in real life, possible in actuality. All right. So... And the and the one that brings up a funny story too, the man who has never been pregnant, actually there was a female who became transgender. Do you remember this story about seven, eight years ago? Who became transgender and quote unquote he got pregnant, but that's only because originally when he, uh, he was born, he was a she. So that's why that happened. All right. But of record over the millennia, no man has ever gotten pregnant. So evolutionists talk about this in terms of low required parental investment. So when it comes comes to what it means to be a male, well, it's pretty much true. Um, the males are generally not that involved. They, they release their sperm, the sperm fertilizes the egg, and pretty much the male's job is done at that point. Okay, so with the stage set as such, there are five specific ways in which dads really truly are, on average, just not up to par in the domain of parenting in comparison to moms. So let's take a look at the five evolution-based reasons that dads do not stack up, okay? So... If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about biology says that men suck as dads. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about the five evolution-based reasons that dads just plain don't stack up. So call us, 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951 922 3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. You've had a long day. You just want to escape the world, and you know just the place to do it. Round up your mates and head over to Henson Brewing Company, Burbank's premier craft brewery. Quality, complexity, and always easy to drink. We're open now. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Henson Brewing Company, Burbank, California. Come as you are. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, Real Truth About Women That'll Change Your Life Forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and, if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off? Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Now back to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM. Where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today we are talking about biology says men suck at being dads. 
So we're going to look now at the five evolution-based reasons that dads just don't stack up to moms. So under ancestral conditions, parenting was mostly done by all female communities. Um, you know, I, I, I think the uh, Hillary Clinton line, it takes a village, that notion probably came from Israelis because they do like to communally raise their kid. Um, they, they share parenting duties. They share babysitting, um, nourishing, teaching, et cetera, et cetera. And they do things on a communal basis. So um, I would figure that years ago, because conditions were so rough back in the very early days of the human condition, and it was hard to find food, it was hard to find fresh, clean water to drink. I think, um, you know, they, and there weren't modern conveniences as we have today. So I think back then, yeah, it made perfect sense to raise children communally. So the guys were either out hunting for food or they were trying to you know, fend off danger. Maybe there was danger because of weather conditions like an avalanche or a hurricane or snowstorm or tornado or whatever the situation was. Or, uh, you know, they were trying to fend off an animal or a beast that had, that had invaded the camp or the village. Or when it was quiet time, maybe they were building shelter to protect uh the family from the elements and from other human intruders for that matter right so the men were busy i mean they had they had other agendas because the men were needed for their strength in these other avenues to take a risk because in general mother made men bigger better stronger faster than women so they were needed in other areas that did not involve the kid and that that pretty much lasted until I would say the 1950s, 1960s, when the invention of the pill happened and then women discovered that they could delay pregnancy and by delaying pregnancy by taking the pill, they had options. So the options would, would be either to continue on with higher education and or uh, get a job. So... Um, yeah, and so the, the parenting changed after that. So I would say in the 1970s, which was maybe like a decade or so later, after the invention of the pill, um, women started divorcing men left and right because they figured, well, we don't need you anymore because we're putting bacon on on the table as well. We don't need you for financial reasons anymore. So I think one of the great um, accomplishments and the results of women's lib. I have a lot of negative things to say about women's lib, but one of the great things that happened as a result of women's lib is because is that men became more equal to women, primarily motiv motivated by financial reasons. So the court system, the way that it works is they plug in your salary, they plug in her salary, and the machine called a disomaster um, spits out the calculation. And if you're mostly making roughly about the same income, then you pay little or no child support. So meaning that both of you are equally capable of raising the child. So that's the one really good thing that has come out of women's lib that dads for the first time ever took more of an active role in the raising of their kids because they didn't want to pay disproportionate amount of their salaries to child support. All right. So the the added benefit, that wasn't the original reason. The original reason was due to financial reasons. But the added benefit was, hey, they got to spend more time with the kid. And in so doing, they had to figure out how to become a dad and how to become a good dad and how to become a dad when they never even had that kind of role model. You know, they their fathers and forefathers were primarily there to earn the money and protect the home, you know, to provide shelter. They were not there for parenting reasons for the most part. So 
Yeah, that was a good uh, benefit from women's lib. All right, let's circle back here. So let's let's look at the nature of parenting across the primate species. So there was a renowned psychologist, Sarah Hardy, who revealed that strong evidence regarding what parenting was like in the ancestral human groups. Okay, so according to her analysis, the most natural form of parenting in humans is what she calls parenting by mothers and others. So in all female parenting communities where women help each other out with the process, providing a safe and supportive environment for developing kids. So this has happened for millennial, for, for millennia, I should say. So is this happening with dads? Well, like I say, as of recent, because there are so many um, men who are dads, who are single dads today, like never before in our history, I think probably dads do get together, whether it's pushing the stroller in the park or just shooting the breeze on, you know, how to do the laundry better or how to, you know, uh, race from one site to another when one kid is in soccer practice and the other one has violin lessons and they're on opposite sides of the town how are you going to get there maybe the dads are helping are bonding and they are helping each other out maybe you know the odd weeks you know you take your kid and the and the neighbor uh neighbor dad's kid to soccer practice and the other weeks uh you both go to the other you know, the violin practice or whatever the other activity is, and maybe it's sort of like a shared parenting kind of event that women have been doing for the ages that I guess dads today have had to learn how to do that kind of stuff. All right, second up, moms are less likely than dads to play favorites. So Another psychologist and her colleagues conducted a study that showed that a bunch of baby faces to both male and female college students. Now, some of the faces were morphed with photos of their own faces, so they included a degree of resemblance to the person who was making the judgment. Remember, I told you about Mother Nature when the child is first born, that it's artificially, the child artificially or temporarily looks like the dad just to keep him around. So that's what they're doing with this study. These participants were then asked to make ratings related to how much they would prefer the kids. So for the males, the degree of self-resemblance mattered. See? Um, and then for the females, the self-resemblance didn't matter at all. So I guess the female will take care of the young, and it doesn't matter that the young doesn't look anything like her. And remember now, when she gives birth, come on, she knows where that kid came from, where, as we were discussing a moment ago, dads don't necessarily know where that kid came from, because it might not be from his seed. All right. Third in their evaluation is in cross-cultural uh, research done around the world, women hold babies at a much higher rate than men do. So, you know, it turns out that the human species, the, the babies are born in such a state that they need a ton of help. Unlike other species where maybe the egg is hatched and, and maybe the mom uses her beak to crack the eggs and the, and the baby bird kicks out and he's already walking, he's already flying pretty, pretty soon. Maybe the mom gives him one or two meals of here's a couple of worms, sunny boy, and then she's off to the next thing. She's off to the races, whereas with a human infant, you can't do that. So, you know, the babies are going to need you probably for the first five years of their life, you know, you can't really walk away. So because of this, um, again, Mother Nature is uh, dumping the female with lots of hormones. Um, one of the hormones is oxytocin, which actually bonds 
this woman to this child so she doesn't leave the child and doesn't abandon the child. So, you know, does abandonment happen? Sure, it does. But in most cases, there is a bonding effect. Um, another way that the mom gets a huge surge um, and hormone dump is when she breastfeeds because there's a lot of oxytocin that is uh, dropped in her bloodstream with regard to breastfeeding. So, yeah. So there's there's lots of little tricks that Mother Nature does to make sure that the mom doesn't abandon um, the child. So let's go to a particular specific need early in life, the need to be picked up because human infants are not very mobile. They can't walk yet, right? So unlike the little bird that, you know, maybe in short order, he can fly uh, most kids are not going to walk until at least a year from now. So, um, you know, they sum summarize, the research summarizes these sex differences in terms of holding babies across various human cultures. So the answer is pretty straightforward. What they were showing in the study was that moms hold babies much more than dads do, and that statistic is everywhere everywhere across the globe that's what moms do so that's an advantage um, number four male step parents are considerably more likely to abuse their stepchildren than our female step parents now why is that so in an eye-opening research on the evolutionary psychology of step parenting the data is clear Step parents are considerably more likely than our biological and adoptive parents to physically abuse children in their household, and this effect is stronger for stepfathers than it is for stepmothers. So, you know, when you are not the biological parent of this child, you know, I guess when that sex thought occurs, you act on it. So, you know, they're... they're there is a type of um, syndrome that as humans, you know, you might be attracted to your daughter. A male might be, the dad might be attracted to the daughter, but yes, you have a pa passing fancy about that, but you don't take it to the next step. You don't actually commit the sex act with your child. Um, this process is nice with somebody who is not their biological kid. So the likelihood that, that abuse occurs you know, is greatly increased. Um, I would also say that the, if the urge is not sexual in nature, um, if the urge is some sort of, uh, you know, punishment or, or uh, violence against the child, I think that's more prevalent as well. Because once again, you know, if you're the biological parent, you're not going to kill the child, right? But if it's not your kid, you don't have that that inner bonding thing going on and you know some mayhem could happen so just got to be really careful with that those of you who remarry got to be really careful with what that step parent is up to and you know what their intentions are so across development moms spend more time with their kids than do the dads and this is everywhere all across the globe right so in a recent report published by the economist data revealed that parents are spending more time than ever with their kids but there is an important caveat in virtually all the countries included in this research once again the mom spent more time with the kids than the dads do so this article was not meant to offend any of the dads. It's just an evolutionary science. And the data presented here, it's usually true with behavioral sciences. Just average trends, meaning that there are, of course, exceptions. Like many guys I know, um, you know, many dads do take their jobs seriously. And many dads have changed more than a diaper or two. Uh, in their day. But being a dad sometimes can be a huge motivating force in one's personal life to do better. 
And, um, you know, you look at what you've learned and how you've grown from your own dad and see if you can just expand on that because, you know, you want your child, you want the best for your child, right? So I would say, yes, all of these differences are solid differences. Um, but now that we know these biological differences, I think there are ways that we can bridge the gap to make ourselves even better dads, right? So that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the uh, break. We're going to talk a little bit about how dad's parenting technique can be better because most certainly it can. So let's take a look at those differences. So if you've just joined us, you've recently caught you recently tuned in to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Uh, call us at 951-922-3532. Again, that number is 951-922-3532. We'll catch you right back after the break. Hey, guys, do you have a nagging problem that you just can't get a handle on? Now you can talk to an expert coach right in the privacy of your own home. Meet in person, over the phone, or with a free Skype call anywhere in the world. Linda is here to make it easy for you. Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Linda's expert advice gets you through tackling relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and removing lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back, usually handled in four sessions or less. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Darn! Maybe you missed part of this show. Maybe you're still at work during the show. Maybe you heard the show but would like to listen again. Your problems are easily solved. Listen to any and all of Linda's archived shows at your convenience. Just Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. That's Google SoundCloud The Men's Advocate. The on-demand library is also available on the TuneIn app. Subscribe now and please share with your friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We are talking today about biology says men suck as dads. So I'd like to bring to your attention some of the ways that dads are winning and that actually um, that, that are good for their children. All right. Before we get into that, I wanted to uh, remind you that if you like our show, please show your love. And you can do so in many ways. You can listen, call, like my fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon. Now, my book is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You're going to find this on Amazon. Uh, it's an ebook. You can download the ebook in probably about 60 to 90 seconds, and it's also available in paperback. So make that happen. A lot of my guys say they do buy the paperback version because to them it's a ready reference guide. They can take a yellow highlighter and highlight the areas that they think are important to them. They can come back to a certain chapter. Maybe you, you didn't need a particular chapter the first time you read it, but maybe six months down the line or a year down the line, it's like, holy cow, I need to know how did Linda say to handle this? And you can go back to it and, you know, read it once again, and it's easy to find. So like most men, they, they tell me that it's their Bible. I have a lot of guys that read it you know, three, four, even five times because they say it's action-packed. There's so much in there, um, but it's 
the tips are super easy to do, but they're not obvious tips. They're not tips that everyone like would acknowledge or would know to do. So find out what it is you're doing wrong and make it easier on yourself and have an easy time with women, relationships, and dating. And yes, you can use uh, these techniques on women at work too. I have a lot of businessmen who read the book and say, you know, I have a female boss or I have a female coworker or whatever. We're not getting along. And, and yes, those tips can be applied to the workplace as well. So you want to check that out. That's Mastering Women on Amazon. Okay? All right. Let's make that happen. Okay. So... Uh, let's look at some of the good things about fathers. So it turns out that fathers are becoming more and more engaged with their children's lives. American dads today spend nearly 7.5 hours a week with their children. So this is triple the amount, which was 2.5 hours a week that they spent with their offspring in 1965. So like I was saying a little earlier with the advent of the pill, um, you know, these dads were still intact in 1965. They were still intact in their homes. It wasn't until the 70s that we had this onslaught of all the divorce filings and the women kicked all the men out of the house. So, um, yeah, I can see where those numbers would be greatly uh, increased. So, on a recent study by Pew Research... It turns out that half of those dads back in 1965, they wish they could have spent even more time with the kids. But you know what? They were busy earning a living, and mom was usually a stay-at-home mom during those days. So, yeah, you wanted to spend more time, but, you know, the first motivation was to provide food and housing for the family, so the dads had to work. Sometimes they worked two jobs, three jobs, whatever it was. So, um, yeah. Uh, now fathers tend to differ from mothers in their parenting styles although it's not a competition there are several things that dads do better from roughhousing to side-by-side activities and here are a few of those activities so um, it's no science here roughhousing uh, several decades of research suggests that dads are more likely to roughhouse than moms. So why is this? Well, the reason why is men are more physical. They're not verbal like the moms. So yes, they're going to use their bodies. And yes, they're going to get the kids to use the kids' bodies too. So um, I think this is very true. I think um, you know guys have a special skill in that they like physical play and rough and tumble play kind of falls in that category. So that's why this occurs. So now this can be, the rough housing can be especially helpful during the teen years when most youngsters get the message that there are only two types of touch, aggressive and sexual. So for example, tickling or pillow fights can teach the children that there's a whole world of touch that doesn't fit into either category um, but yet it is friendly affectionate and playful so uh, in addition oxen mentioned a couple of minutes ago is the cuddle chemical and that is released when moms nurse their babies like we mentioned but it's also released when parents engage in rough housing with their kids who knew so I guess uh, you get dads can get a little dump on that too all right, next up, relax, man. So it turns out that while they're certainly overprotective uh, dads, um, these dads, which are sometimes called helicopter dads, are super laid back and chill, much more so than a mom would be. Uh, a mom is going to, you know, get up and look and tend to with every little thing that happens to the kid, where the dad is just going to, like, you know, shrug their shoulder and say, you know, don't call me unless somebody's bleeding or dying. So um, 
I think this helicopter form of parenting um, can sometimes undermine a kid's sense of competence and confidence. Men typically have more tolerance for messes and scrapes and more willing to let their kids pick themselves up. So I think it's good. I think it gives the kid a sense of uh, resilience and also a boost of confidence because if the, if the kid is left to... Uh, you know, figure this out on their own, that's a good thing. Shoulder to shoulder. Okay, so what this means is men tend to engage in more shoulder to shoulder activities with their children. This might be seeing a movie together or working side by side on a crafts uh, project or going for a hike. Um, by the way, the ladies in the audience who are listening to this, if you have a very difficult topic to talk to about your with your man, do so on a walk or a hike to where you are, uh, where you are disclosing whatever it is you want to ask or talk about shoulder to shoulder because that seems much less threatening to the guy than if you do it face to face. All right, so anyway, getting back to the parenting style, moms tend to operate in face to face ways which builds emotional intimacy, but dads are expert at teaching kids that they've got someone in their corner. So this shoulder so, shoulder concept also helps build confidence and competence and it's really because someone's in there with you doing the things with you and the kids really appreciate that so uh, next, fathers get much more out of the roles as parents, according to a 2013 survey. In several studies, fathers report experiencing a more meaning, happiness, and positive emotions in their single lives than single men, men and women. So, um, yeah, so there's, there's lots of these uh, different tips that men do excel. Um, you know, still the notion that moms are better than dads, it's, it's a hard one to die out, but some of that may be due to the perception that women come pre-wired with maternal instincts that men just can't match. But I say boo to that. Yes, there are many things that are pre-wired, but guess what? There's a lot of things that men can and do learn to uh, bridge that gap. All right. So thank you for joining us today. You are listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Go Linda Gross. <laughs> I'm not a ghost today. Um, join us each and every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll catch you next week on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. 